coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 157. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. Good. How's the weather there? It's beautiful today, but cold. But we have been very cold. When I got up, I guess Monday morning, yeah, the wind chill was like sixteen below zero. Ooh, that's cold for us. I mean, we're mid south down here. We're not, you know, we're not really south, but we're pretty low. Yeah, we're way below uh, seasonal temperatures here too. It's been nice and sunny, but cold, like just hovering above zero. You know, which you is, know what, you're 32. You know what brightened my day? What's that? I walked by the calendar and it said that we get daylight savings time starting Sunday. Yes, finally. We're thinking of that abolishing that. Oh my gosh. I, You know, I, I kind of agree with that, but boy, when it's been a bad winter and that's coming, it's nice. Even yeah. like lose an hour of sleep. Yeah. It's worth it to have more daylight. Yeah, for sure. We've had some beautiful sunrises too, because uh, of course the cat wakes me up to go outside. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> oh, oh, I hear you. Speaking of life, what's happening south of the border? Well, it's a mess. I mean, I think it truly is a crisis. I, I just don't know how you can say that it's not a crisis. Okay, there's some numbers out this morning, and I will say that um, the House, um, one of the House committees is talking to um, Kirsten Nielsen, okay, the head of um, Homeland Security. All right. They're talking to her about immigration, so I'm pretty sure these numbers came out now because she was going to be talking to them about the border crisis right and it is a crisis okay and nbc even reported this we have the highest amount of border crossings that we higher than we've had in 12 years oh okay okay yeah we have um, a 90% increase over October, or since October. The fiscal year started in October. Wow. Okay. So, so, the, um, so 2019 numbers actually started in October okay. for the, the government, or at least the sect of the government. So in February, which is a short month, we had 76,103 illegal crossings. Wow. Okay. On average, we are having to take 55 people a day to medical facilities for treatment. Huh. Meaning they're severe enough that they can't handle them at the camp. Now, you know, we're fitting the bill for that, too. Right. So they're coming sick, or they're getting dehydrated, or raped, or it's not a safe trip. Now this is the scariest thing. Yesterday, the Mexican interior minister gave a speech for some damn reason, I don't know. She said 
that they are preparing because 700,000 people are getting ready to make the journey. <laughs> okay. Wow. Now, is that not is does that sound just a little bit like a crisis? Uh, I would say yeah, I think that uh, defiance is more than a crisis. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's what I say. We need that wall. And I think I found a kind of a buried article. A company called Fisher Sand and Gravel Company said they can build 234 miles of wall for $1.4 billion. Whoa, deal, take it. <laughs> yeah, compared to the $8 billion that has been, you know, estimated, argued and yeah. estimated for that. In fact, they say that if they had the $8 billion, they could build the infrastructure around it, meaning, you know, roads to run alongside it, roads leading up to our drainage, you know, whatever you need, I, you know. Yeah. I'm sure in different places they need different things. If that's legit, the funny thing is, Trump's got enough money. Yeah. I, right I was, now. I was just thinking Trudeau spends that per day, probably. <laughs> yeah, which is, is so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So amazing, you know. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say he's not going to get the wall. He's going to get that wall. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. that wall is needed. It is needed. This is a crisis, and they are going to have enough votes, and that means some Republicans have crossed over, um, to send a bill that to the president um, overriding his emergency, his emergency determination. Right. Now, he will veto it, so it really means nothing. It just means a whole bunch of people are on the record. And, I, you know, I think a whole bunch of people are on the wrong side of the record. Yeah. What, what blows my mind is I've seen video of all of the Democrats calling for a wall back until, like, before Clinton time. Exactly. So okay. why the only reason they don't want a wall is because Trump wants one and it was his platform he was running on. That's the whole reason they don't want the wall. They don't care about why the wall is needed. But you know? they also use it. They use it to say these people that want the wall are against immigration. Yeah. And let me tell you, if you're against immigration, you're a damn fool, especially if you ever need to draw your Social Security. Yeah, exactly. Because we aren't having enough babies in this country. Yeah. So, okay? Yeah. We have it, got to have immigrants in. We don't have enough doctors. Right. And we're not going to because Americans will go into finance or something. Our intellectual people are, are not going to be doctors anymore because they know that the way the health system is and the way it's going to be more socialized, they've got a salary cap. Yeah, people go into medicine that want to make money. The same thing is happening in, in Canada right now with people and and the border crossings because the Trudeau government gave uh, control of our borders to the UN Migration Pact, which basically means open borders. 
and people against that are being called racist and um, on and on and on. And, and all the, the people that are against it want is legal immigration. Exactly. Exactly. They're not racist. They no, just... it's not. You want people that are, first of all, not criminals. Right. Secondly, that maybe have a skill, you know? And it's really a lot more of a humanitarian movement than to say, oh, we want to bring these people in to do the work we don't want to do. Right. You know, that that is not, I don't know, that's not moral, is it? Is it moral to say we need these people to come in so they can do the nasty work? I, I don't know. Really, I don't know. I don't um, either. Um. It, I know that in Canada we brought in, I think it was 25,000 Syrian refu refugees a couple years back. And 24% of the men are working and 8% of the women. So what about all the others? I mean, Ooh. that's like 60% aren't, right? More than that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the taxpayers fit in the bill for that. So, but yet, yeah. if you do what Japan does, which is they they seriously vet the people coming in, right? You know, and the system it works great. Well, you know, nobody is mooching off the government that wasn't born there. Exactly, if it's legal immigration. But right now, we've got basically an open border, so we've got a lot of illegals just walking across the border because, of course, mm -hmm. you know, there's thousands of miles of, of open border between our countries. Yeah, and you've got to feed and house and give medical care to those people. Exactly. I mean, and, you have to. And put them up in four-star hotels in Toronto, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you guys have got a much better deal, you know? If I'm ever going to illegally emigrate someplace, it's going to be to Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how much longer it's going to be Trudeau's Canada. That's right. Yeah, I better else. hurry, huh? Well, I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to get there, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's um, fill in a little bit on AOC. Yes, we um, couldn't have a podcast without m mentioning her. Yeah. yeah, well, like I thought we might get by, and then this just came through. AOC and her chief of staff are in trouble. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> they funneled. Now, remember what she said about dark money. Everything right. is dark money. They need to get rid of dark money. Trump's all about dark money. I mean, I don't. Even, I couldn't even count that far as many times <laughs> as she said dark money. Okay. And we've been talking about her outfits. Yeah. Really pricey for a chick that didn't have the money to um, get her apartment. and. And then her apartment seems to be pretty fancy smancy. Oh, okay. Back in December, she didn't have the money to get a low rent apartment in DC, let alone a fancy smancy place. Yeah. Okay, so her and her chief of staff funneled nearly $1 million wow. into a LLC they made up. I mean, the LLC was the proper paperwork was done, but it was to take donors' money 
and put it in so put it into this LLC so they wouldn't have to be accountable <laughs> to the Federal Elections Commission. Oh, okay. Where did that money go? How much of that money is left? Um, we don't know that part yet. What we do know is this is illegal as hell. It is a jail time thing. Wow. Now, just to catch you up, too, on this chief of staff, who nobody seems to give a name to, but um, I did understand that he worked for Bernie Sanders. Did he do this for Bernie Sanders in his presidential election? Probably. He's also a, um, he's like a Silicon Valley um, millionaire or billionaire. Okay. Very young guy. Um, but he joined her. Supposedly, he's only making 80000 a year as her chief of staff. Um, I don't know. Um, now, this is, you got to remember, too, this is on the heels of them finding out that she had paid her boyfriend. Right, right. You know, so I'd like to know whether this LLC with donor money in it has been paying her boyfriend a lot more. See, she should have ended the name of her LLC and foundation like the Clintons and the Trudeaus out there, and that way they would have been okay. Oh, yeah, and the Obamas, they, yeah. you know, they have a foundation too. Yeah. In fact, there's lots of articles out there about how they're trying to train a million people to be little Michelles and Baracks. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, okay. It doesn't quite end there with AOC. She's always, she's got a mouth on her. She says today that people don't like her because she's more powerful than a man. Right. right. <laughs> Pull the sex card again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to. Got to. Yeah. Okay. So, it's getting crazier. We said in previous show, you know, you can vote for the economy or impeachment. Right. And everyone voted for the House, they voted for impeachment. And these, you know, even though when you poll Americans, they don't want impeachment at all. It doesn't matter what side they're on. Right. They know what it does to the economy, but they just didn't listen before the election. Because, like we said, you know, those midterm elections are very local. Okay. The House Judiciary Committee Chairman, Jerry Nadler, obviously a Democrat, he requested 81 documents from the White House that can range, you know, from taxes to obstruction of justice to the Russian deal. He's decided he's not going to wait for the Mueller report. I think they know the Mueller report is empty by now because it's just about ready to come out. Right. In fact, you can pre-order a copy right now on Amazon. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. True. Huh. Okay. Now, along with the 81 documents, he put 80 names of people he wants to um, question. <laughs> of course, it's everybody that has ever had a close relationship with the president. Oh, I mean, wow. Talk about a witch hunt. Even David Axelrod, Obama's former chief of staff, who a lot of people think will get into this election, he will eventually run for president. I don't know if it'll be now, but 
he said, you know, the smells of a witch hunt. Yeah. You gotta remember no which kidding. side he's on. He said, if you can't focus on something, then it looks like a witch hunt, and you're playing right into Trump's hands, and you're going to reelect him. <laughs> Pretty much. Which is the truth, because you know what? People out here are not stupid. They think they are, though. But well, yeah, these elitists believe that the voters are stupid. Really, the Democrats, for sure, and a great many of the Republicans don't like the voters. They really don't like. I mean, it's a means to an end. They have to cater to them every four years or whatever to get reelected and 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 say stuff. But truthfully, they don't like them, and they don't think they have any brains. Yeah, pretty much. They think they're stupid, and Trump sort of broke that mold. He actually really, I think, likes the voters. He likes the voters a lot more than he likes the elitist. Yeah. Well, he and the politicians. He, he loves the attention, so yeah. Well, he does, but he also took time to get it and understand. I don't know. We've talked about Congresswoman Omar. Yeah, okay. she's she said some stuff about Israel. Okay, everybody needs to understand this. She hates Israel. Yeah, it's been okay. in the news here for sure. All over Don't the news. make her apologize. It doesn't do any good. It's empty. Yeah, she no hates Jews. Make her take off her hijab. She's welcome <laughs> to hate Jews <laughs> and hate Israel. Okay, yeah. She's got a good argument for hating yeah. Israel. What she you, hates Israel because she loves Pakistan. Would you make her swear on the Bible? Or Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not much you can do. I don't know. What what could you do? Uh, I don't know. Well, they're going to come out with this document where they... You know, she they're not even going to abolish her because they're not—they're not really going to mention her name, and they're not going to just talk about anti-Semitism. They're going to add a bunch of other stuff with it. It was supposed to come out today. It's not. The point is, she hates Jews. She hates Israel. Great. You've got to get her on the Foreign Relations Committee off of it. Yeah. You've got to because she has. Clearance, security clearance. Get her off of there. Don't make her say that she's going to do or be sorry for something she's not. That's just stupid. Yeah. Get her yeah. off the committee. Now, you remember, um, oh, my gosh, what was his name? Steve, the Republican that talked about the white supremacist stuff last month. I don't know. Anyway, they took him off his committees. Right, right. Okay. But if Do you're Muslim, you can say her. anything you want. Exactly. You can't say anything against Muslim because you go to jail now. Well, here you don't go to jail. Well, here you do. Yeah, That's you how do. bad it is. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. It's I, enough to depress you. Yeah, it, it makes you scratch your head and go, who thought this out first? Obviously, nobody... They don't think. They don't think. That's all there is to it. Yeah. But there is a new depression drug. Oh. And it's very interesting because it's fast acting. Okay. 
Okay, it is made from an old anesthesia drug that has also been, I understand, a party drug. Okay. Huh. Uh, ketamine. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's the that's the active component in this. It will be in. Um, my understanding is definitely a nasal spray, but also possibly a pill form. Oh wow! You know, if you've ever known anyone that's kind of sort of suicidal or maybe really suicidal it's hard to tell this sounds nice i i mean you need something to help them out really quickly because you can't be suicidal without being depressed right now there's a whole lot of other things in between there i understand but you know just getting somebody beyond that point of believing that whatever problem they have is never going to be better right a, a little help would be nice yeah, I, I'm, so kudos. Um, you know, it's really the first thing since the Prozac series of drugs. You know, the SSRIs. Yeah. Um, and it's it's overdue. I'm I'm very happy about that. I do know that there is some experiments going on out there where they are testing very low doses of uh, things like LSD and magic mushrooms. Really. To, to treat depression yeah and so far as far as I know it's been very successful wow I'm surprised they can even I can I'm surprised they can even test those drugs they're very low doses. I don't know can they do that yeah well but see because of, of marijuana being treated as it was in the United States, we could not do tests. Right. And so I question whether those tests are going on in the United States, which it really doesn't matter. I think they're going on in There's a lot of countries, to tell you the truth. So you it's know, not just the, the U.S. We need help. I mean, actually, such a degree of... You know, there's so many people diagnosed with depression. Yeah, and more and more every every day because of our governments. <laughs> now, some of them, I wonder if they're clinically depressed or going through a hard time, but they tend to get on the medicine and, um, you know, I, I worry that a lot of people don't get off of the medicine that are being treated for something that might be situational, right. you know. Um, and SSRIs, I think, brought a lot of that because Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, that, that category of drugs was you know passed out like candy it still is and when people go to a family doctor right and are diagnosed they're more likely to go oh it sounds like you're depressed you know we're going to write these drugs out to you right. these ssris if you go to a psychiatrist which is mostly taboo because of the stigma He's gonna probably test you for things like B12 deficiency, vitamin D deficiency, magnesium. All of those can be masked as oh. depression, among oh. other things. So there's there's kind of a difference um, between um, how those things are treated. Right. And um, you know, one of my friends that's a psychiatrist, he said, you know, the bad thing about my job is, he said, is usually the person that comes to be treated is not the person in the household that really needs to be treated. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. They're the person <laughs> dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feels like the crazy one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, something concerning and um, 
as a conservative, I think a lot about this because, you know, Trump is often called a white supremacist. And as a Jew, if I thought he was a white supremacist for one minute, um, I would never say probably anything good about him right. because conservative is not synonymous with white supremacy. Right. Um, nevertheless, there are, I believe that there are groups of white supremacists. I believe they're very small, okay? But, you know, they can they can do a lot of harm. Right. Anyway, they're getting bold enough that they've been passing out flyers in <laughs> groups and crowds. Okay. The flyer says, European Roots, American Greatness. <laughs> okay. Subtle. I mean, I can see, okay, yeah. but um, it, it's not as blatant as one might think it might be. Right. I watched a movie called Imperium, and if you kind of want to separate conservative from white supremacist and how nutty they are and how they're not people that just accidentally say something that is, you know, is not PC. Right. Like a lot of us, we can do that, you know. It, it matters where your heart is. Anybody can say something stupid. Right. Okay. And sometimes it's just because of where you lived. I was eight years old before I saw a black person. Yeah, me too. And I was in I was in Little Rock. I remember and I asked my dad, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Daddy, what's that? I remember saying that and my dad's like, you know, that's a black person. I mean, I, I had no idea. Right. Right. Same yeah. with me. Yeah. And um so, and when, do you remember when Imus, um, yeah. the radio guy, had to go off the air because he said something about the nappy-headed girls right. on the basketball team? Yeah. Well, I was so stunned because I thought, living where I live, that a nappy-headed kid was a curly-headed kid. <laughs> I had no idea it had anything to do with being black or having black hair. I have actually called a blonde-headed kid nappy-headed. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I, so I, I was, had no idea either. But this movie, um, Imperium, uh, if you like Harry Potter, <laughs> it's kind of a new way of seeing uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Because he is the FBI agent that infiltrates this white supremacy group. I strongly advise you to watch it. Um, one more thing um, before we go to Trudeau. A hundred polluted cities. CNN has the list. Others have the list. I could not even make it down far enough on the list to find one of the cities that was not in India or China. Oh, wow. So when you think about global warming, pollution, the green dream, understand it really doesn't matter till those guys are on board. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're paying carbon tax and, and where is the pollution happening? Oh, that would really piss me off after yeah. seeing that list. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. Yeah. Oh, you'll have to shoot that to me later. Did you see that um, a guy in the UK was cured of HIV? Oh, I did. I did. That's pretty cool. You know anything it's about that? Cool. Yes, I do. Um, it was um, 
I lost my nerves. He's actually the second one to be cured. Right. It yeah. was with skin stem cell replacements, which I, I'm on a list because I have a son that I'm hoping that he will get that for his seizure disorder. It's it's still very dangerous, but wow, two people yeah, are now cured. So it was stem cells, okay. Stem cell. Yeah, huh. stem cell surgery, stem cell replacement. I think that could cure a lot of diseases. Hmm. You know, um, they're starting to be able to actually do more in the United States with it. Um, my son has had a, a strange seizure disorder for so long that it has sort of eaten the Milan in his brain up. And if you could replace the Milan, it would bring back, I don't know, you know, some of the intellectual ability he's lost. Yeah. We looked into it when we could get it done in the Caribbean and we would have done that except we could not take him on a plane. Oh, uh, okay. Because of the depressurization and the severity of his seizures. We would have had to rent a private plane and we don't have that kind of money. Right. Um, but I'm still very hopeful. But two people with HIV cured, I mean, that's fabulous. Yeah, that is that is pretty amazing. Yeah. So thanks for reminding us of that. Hey, no problem. No problem. <laughs> <clears throat> now, the man of the hour, of the <laughs> week, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, are you starting to see a lot more news about Trudeau south of the border there? Yes, yes, yes. And today, what I'm seeing is is really, I don't understand. As he decided, says, Justin Trudeau vowed to change politics. Now, did he vow to change politics when he ran the first time? Uh, or is he now changing his mind and he's going to change himself now? Yeah, I, I didn't knows? really understand. I kept reading it. You know, it's such a mess. Um, of course, I mean, even in in the statements of his former attorney general, um, it's it's on record that they hire the media. So today's big um, media hush is that his former um, colleague, and uh, I guess he was a kind of chief advisor. I, I don't know his exact title, but he resigned a couple weeks ago. Right. And he is testifying, but he wouldn't swear an oath. So what good is his testimony? He basically oh, really? said... No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, I, this is just happening. He's probably still testifying as, as we're recording here. So I haven't been able to check anything out yet. Uh, there's not as many live feeds as there has been in, in the last few days. As a matter of fact, I haven't found one yet. So, you know, like I said, the media hush is happening big time. Um, now, not, you know, refusing to go on oath before you testify. Uh, if I was running the uh, Justice Committee, I would have kicked him out. Absolutely. I mean, really, it's like, why bother? Yeah, I don't get I it. mean, that is like, you know, we have a lot of people here that plead the fifth. Right. So they don't right. have to testify. 
I mean, do you guys have the fifth? Can someone say, I'm not going to testify because it might incriminate no. me? And she, uh, we have the fifth. Well, that sounds like to me he's trying to do what the fifth would do for you in the United States. Right, right. But he, he also volunteered to, you know, go and be questioned, which uh, raised alarm bells. He basically grew up with Justin Trudeau. Gerald Butts is his name. So uh, nobody thought for a second that he was going to throw Justin under the bus, even though he resigned a couple weeks ago. He's just trying to save his own ass now because uh, he knows he's been fingered in this. So Trudeau, in the meantime, has been trying to divert attention away from the SNC-Lavalin scandal. So he's been using climate change. He's on this new climate change war, right? uh, But he didn't show up yesterday, did he? Uh, the, the climate change talks yeah, in, or the in, speech in, he was going to give. Now, this is interesting. He was supposed to uh, talk in Regina, and he it, it was in the news that he had canceled. Actually, it was the place in Regina canceled, didn't want him anywhere near them. <laughs> so uh, on his agenda yesterday, and I should, I'll, I'll pop, maybe pop this up on our, on our video, but uh, on his agenda was uh, a, basically a convention, a mining convention in Toronto that, that he went to instead, uh, apparently. And the sponsor was SNC-Lavalin. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you can't write this stuff. Like, Hollywood, if Hollywood did it, you'd like, yeah, that's not believable. Nobody could be that stupid. No, no. <laughs> so. Well, and, of course, what they've... Uh, what they're most upset about him, um, with him in the United States, or especially I guess NBC, is that he was, you know, he was constantly saying women are just like men, men yeah. and women can do anything, you know, and uh, he had all these feminist views, you know, that um, made, you know made women love him. I mean, besides, he was cute, you know? And he seemed like kind of a daredevil, you know? Uh, you're always talking about him being a drama teacher, but actually, he, he had a lot of media attention, and, you know, he was like a bungee coach at one time. Yeah. It, bungee it, jumping it, coach, but... And a snowboard instructor. He hasn't it, had real jobs before. No, I mean, one pundit said this, and I think this is hilarious. It turns out women really aren't just like men and aren't necessarily afraid to stand up by their beliefs. And he's had two female cabinet members that have left their posts because they have felt uncomfortable with what's going on in the government and have felt uncomfortable for a while. I kind of think they would testify, both of them. And I have a feeling they might be okay with being sworn in. Yeah, uh, they definitely would. Now, the media is saying that Jane Philpott is the Toronto area liberal MP that resigned uh, on Monday. Yeah, the Treasury Board president. Yeah, yeah. And she said, quote, loss of confidence in the government over the handling of SNC-Lavalin. And the media is saying, well, she's Jody's best friend, Jody Wilson. Uh, Wilson Rabel, yeah. Yeah. So they're saying they're they're friends, so they expected this. You know, so every uh, attempt to minimize think. everything 
is, yeah, is being make it out. a girl thing say yeah because they're friends see um that's kind of turned it around if if it was two men would they have said that yeah and I, they would say that they both have minds their yeah. own and they decided to quit not because they're friends you know? <laughs> exactly exactly but um you know we know that what trudeau says is not necessarily what he does right Right. Well, the, the, I think that's. I don't, just don't know how you guys have all this money he spends. Uh, he's running around like a with a blank checkbook. So he. Well, he also we have gave... three hundred and thirty million people, basically, give or take. You guys have like fifty million. No, not he's... even thirty-five. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we have three hundred more Ten million times. more people. Ten times than you do, and and, and we can't afford to do some of the things that Trudeau does. Absolutely. He just gave some corporate welfare to a company in the tech industry in Eastern Canada. So he's trying to, um, you know, do good in little places, pockets here and there. But so far, it's not really working. I think people have smartened up. There's still probably 15% of people think nothing should happen over this, which is really, really mind-boggling that, you would still support a prime minister that is knowing he's breaking the law and not caring. You know, so it it's pretty disturbing. <coughs> the Justice Committee that um, Gerald Butts is speaking in front of is several, seven um, liberal MPs and four opposition. So... Huh. Yeah, everything's stacked, and any time the opposition tries to bring something forward, it's sort of squashed by the Liberal Party. Um, unlike what happens in the U.S., you have Republicans that sometimes vote with the Democrats and vice versa. That doesn't happen here in Canada. You vote down party lines, and if you don't want to vote down party lines, you leave the party and you go join the other one. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, there was apparently a woman that saw this coming. Uh, a liberal lawmaker, Selena Cesar Chavinas. Oh. Back in October, she tweeted, When you add women, please do not expect that status quo. Expect us to make correct decisions and to stand for what is right and exit when the values are compromised. She wrote this in October. Yeah. Think about what's happened happened since the first of the year yeah and and these, she knew this was coming these, these people have known these things he's done yeah these these ladies are still in the liberal party um there's been some talk that the liberals may toss them out, which i think would be a, a big mistake for the liberals but who knows um they they've got some pretty big competition against them uh, the people that pressured uh, the 11 people that are named by, by Jody Wilson-Reibold are, of course, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada. Then right. you've got Bill Morneau, who's the Minister of Finance. You've got Ben Chin, Chief of Staff to the Minister of Finance. Uh, Matthew Bouchard, Senior Advisor to the Prime Minister's Office. Uh, Amy Archer, Policy Advisor, Prime Minister's Office. You've got Michael Wernick, Clerk of the Privy Council Office. Uh, Elder Marquez, uh, Senior Advisor, Prime Minister's Office. Gerald Butts, Foreign 
principal secretary to the prime minister. There's his title, principal secretary. Um, yeah, so this is, this. you know, it's kind of crazy when you've got power people like this up against you. There's also Justin Two, I guess his name is, director of policy and deputy chief of staff to the minister of finance. Katie Telford. You know, this reminds me of Uranium One. Yeah, it's pretty much just as bad. No, Katie, I believe Uranium One lined the pockets of a group of people about like this. Yeah, and then you've got Katie Telford, Chief of Staff to the Prime Minister. Natalie Druin, Deputy Minister of Justice and Deputy Attorney General. <clears throat> so these now are the her boss, her boss also was one of the ones that walked a few <coughs> weeks ago, right? Um, exactly. J- Jody Wilson-Rabel. Right, right. And that would have been her boss. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, very, very corrupt. Now, if you look into this, all these people are basically from Quebec um, that are involved in this. And if you look a little further, they're on boards and do this and do that. So you know that there's just a huge exchange of money there and they're doing what they needed to do. Um, our current attorney general says there's no reason that he would not consider the reparation um, deal with uh, SNC-Lavalin. So even though this is, you know, it's been exposed, they spent $2 million bribing Qaddafi's son with sex and booze. Thirty grand went to just his sex budget. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Trudeau says he's protecting jobs. That's his, his big excuse. He was pre- protecting 9,000 Quebec jobs. But uh, the Western provinces are going, what about the over 100,000 jobs that you've killed in oil? Well, yeah. And it sounds like to me he's going back to the old 2008 statement in the United States. Too big to fail. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because basically what you have is improper political meddling in a criminal case. Yeah, exactly. They exactly. were meddling in this, um, is it SNL? SNC. SNC, yeah. Yeah. SNC Lavalin. Yeah. His company. Oh, they, they ended up defrauding um, Libya of, I think it's $160 million or $120. It was over $100 million. So crooked, 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 and it's uh, it is. It's very complex. Yeah, for sure. So uh, this doesn't even delve into the previous issues of offshore money, right? Yeah, this doesn't. This is really a separate issue. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the Panama Papers, and highly recommend you check out the documentary Panama Papers. By the way, I watched it on the weekend. Did you? It'll blow your mind. Blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, remember that. We need to put that in our little, um, our uh, paragraph under the show. Yeah, for papers. sure. Yeah, because um, this is not the first problem with the Trudeau administration. No, it's, uh, he's been doing what he wanted for a while and uh, whether it's lawful or not. So, you know, I, I think the globalists are kind of distancing themselves from them now. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think that a yeah, I think a lot of people and governments are distancing themselves. I know that even at first, Trump cared more about Trudeau than he did. I don't know after he had been on an office six to nine months. Yeah, well, I think Trudeau became after the Panama Papers started surfacing. Right. I think he became unimportant, and even um, well, I haven't can't... seen much with him and Obama's love fest because they were friends. You know, they were friends. Oh yeah, still we are. Really saw eye to eye. <laughs> Uh, Obama uh, actually spoke in Calgary yesterday and was trying to convince people to get on the climate bandwagon. Well, uh, you're in the oil capital of Canada. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he got out with his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems like he it must was have had a lot well of security. Planned. Yeah. Yeah, must have had a lot of security. But Probably uh, so. Huh. Yeah, what a mess, eh? Yeah, you, you gotta say. agree that this is some crazy, crazy stuff. I can tell you right now, I agree, and we don't always agree, but life's a journey. We're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening, everyone.